Yezer. Perak Vav, we're holding in the middle of the Perak. Uh, just a few points that have to do with what we spoke about last week. The first point is Rabbi Hachstad raised an issue that we say Birka um, Sachama not on the day that's the actual date of the astronomical vernal equinox. So if you look at the Wikipedia article... What does that mean? What? Use some words which I know you do. The equinox is the day that the night and the... is the one of two days during the entire year that the day and the night is exactly equal. Right? 12 hours? Which would... Yeah. Yeah, exactly 12... Or yeah. 12... Basically, exactly yeah. 12 hours, but yeah. But, um... The... What's it called? So that's the date of the of the equinox, right? But we don't say Birkas Achama on the day of the equinox. So how could it be that the day of the equinox is supposed to be Tukufas Nisan, but we say Birkas Achama a few days later? It was I think it was the equinox is March twenty twentieth or twenty first twentieth or twenty first and we said Birkas Achama I believe it was on like April eighth or something, right? So it's like it's like two weeks later or so. So how, how does that work out? So if you look in the Wikipedia article about Birka Sachama, it explains, it explains this an- the answer to this question. And basically the answer is that there's two different ways to calculate the Tkufus. There's what we call Tkufa of Shmuel and the Tkufa of Ada. Those are two Amoroim in the Gemara. So Shmuel's way of calculating the Tkufa is more rounded. It's a, it's, it's a rounder number and it's not as accurate and every every hundred years or so, it gets less and less accurate as time goes by. And we paskin like Shmuel's way of calculating the tkufa in regard to halachas that we do in the open. So that's why we do Bikrasachama on what's technically the wrong day. On the other hand, there's something called tkufa of Rav Ada, and Rav Ada's tkufa is more precise. And we use Rav Ada's tkufa for other halachas, like calculating the calendar, which isn't necessarily something that every person does, it's something more that's up to base than whatever, so since it's not out in the open, we do the more precise calculation, because it's more complex. As opposed to Shmuel's, which is rounded, it's, it's, an, it's more of an estimate, it's simpler for the masses to understand, so we go with that for halachas that we do in the open. That's the first thing I wanted to mention. The second thing is, the last week we spoke about the sun and the moon being the Ma'or HaGadol and the Ma'or HaKatan. Right, the big light, the big luminary, and the little luminary. So there was one thing I marked down in my notes to say over, and I didn't say it over. I just felt that it's a very interesting point that I wanted to speak it out. Sefer Shi'orim Mitzuyonim Bahalacha. It's a person who lived um, in the last hundred years or so. He actually lived in America after the war. A Hungarian, he wrote a sefer called Shem Mitzuyonim Bahalacha on the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch, but he also wrote a set on Shas. So on Chulendaf Samech Abed Beis, he speaks about why Ma'ara Gadol and Ma'ara Katan refers to the sun and the moon. And he compares this, not because the sun is bigger than the moon, because the way we said it, like, let's say, you know, to, to our perceived eyes, which this is going to get into our next point, but to our, our perception, the sun and the moon don't look so dissimilar. They look like they're more or less the same size, right? Even though the sun is bigger than the moon. But so why is it called the golden cotton? So he compares this to Gemara and Bamitsia and Daf Yudbezim and Aleph. The Mishnah says in Yudbezim and Aleph and Bamitsia that the Mitsias Binoy Uvinaya Katan Haktanim Shiloi. If your son or your daughter who are Khtanim finds something that they're allowed to keep, so you get you automatically own it. You you automatically claim it. It doesn't go to your children. You automatically get to own it. And the Gemara says, "What does it mean?" Haktanim. So the Gemara says, "Ktanim is lav ktanim mamish. Gedolim is lav gedolim mamish." Doesn't literally mean big and small, meaning uh, mature or immature, whether they're bar mitzvah or not bar mitzvah. That's not what it means. That's not what the Mishnah means. Rather, the Gemara says what the Mishnah means is that if you have a child and your child is Saimach al Shukhan Aviv, he relies on the table of his father for his income, right? He, 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 he's not financially independent. So such a person is called a Katan. And then if you find something that he's allowed to keep, it goes to his father. But someone who's old enough that he's financially independent, whether he's below Bar Mitzvah or above Bar Mitzvah, that doesn't matter. Right, so then he's called a gadol, and whatever he finds, he's allowed to keep. That's what the Gemara says. So the Gemara defines gadol and katan 
not as big and small, or mature and immature, but the Gemara in that context defines Godel and Katan as someone who's independent or has to rely on others. So based on that, the Sha'ar Mitzvah and Balacha says, that's why the sun is called the Ma'ar Gadol and the moon is called Ma'ar Katan, because the sun has its own light. So it's called Ma'ar Gadol, because it's Gadol, it's, it's independent of something else. The moon, it doesn't have its own light. It only has a reflection from the light of the sun. So therefore it's called Ma'ar Katan, because it's a cotton, it's it's aviv, so to speak. It's financially dependent, not financially dependent, but here it's it's uh, what's it called? It's it's its light is dependent on the light of the sun. So, Gadol and cotton. The third thing I wanted to say is we we mentioned this in the introduction yesterday, and this is going to come up more. Uh, not yesterday, I mean the last time we learned, and this is going to come up more tonight as well. We said that the Ramchal points out that all these different things that we talk about, whether or not it actually is congruent with the scientific reality or the, the reality as we perceive it to our eye, that's something, it, it's sometimes debatable. But the point is that these ideas represent some sort of deeper Kabbalistic um, system of how Hashem runs the world or whatever. That's what the Ramchal says. Basically, I found that the morale... Me Prague also says the same idea, especially in the context of what we're going to learn about tonight, which is paralleled by Gemara and Baba Basra, and the Maral says it over there, that even if it doesn't necessarily, if it's not necessarily fit with what we understand from, the, from science and from what we perceive, the, the Chazar are telling us, a, a, let's say, a Kabbalistic reality, not necessarily a, a physical reality. That's the introduction. Okay, so let's start. We're up to Uvishlesh Meis Vishishim. You have it? Uvishlesh Meis Vishishim. Uvishlesh Meis Vishishim Mailis. Hachama Oila Vieredes. There's three hundred and sixty six Mailos that the sun goes up and down. Well, we don't, we'll see exactly in a moment what that means. Mea Shmaina Vishalesh Ayla Birach Mizrach, 183 in the east. And 183 goes down in the west. So 183 going up in the east, 183 going down in the west. Corresponding to the days of the solar year. Right? 183 plus 183 is 366. Which is one more than 365, right? We said there's 365 days in the year. So this is 366 milas. What do we mean by milas? It's not so clear over here. The Radal brings from the Mukubalim, from the Rekeach in Saidi Razi and Sefer Akana, that they say that milas has to do with chalainus, which we're going to see in the next few lines. We're going to speak about chalainus. So this is really just the same thing as the next thing that we're going to speak about. That's what the Radal explains. But one, one more point is that... Okay, so, what, so, what, so what's this idea of the Milas? Yeah. So the, the idea of the Milas is like this. We know that the sun rises on the east side every day, right? The sun always rises on the east. In fact, the word Mizrach, which means east, is derived from the word Zarach. Shining because the east side is where the, the the sun first shines forth in the day. Mizrach is lashon zricha, shining. Now, where exactly on the east side does the sun rise from? So that depends on the time of the year. Right? I made a nice chart over here. I didn't actually end up making a a computerized version of this chart, but. We're going to work with this chart over here. Basically, what happens is that the sun will... There's Mamish, the middle. This is the, Let's say this is the east side. Yeah, everyone see it? This is the east side. On your left is the north. On your right is the south. Right? Sometimes, when you face eastwards, the sun will rise closer to the north, and sometimes it will rise closer to the south, and sometimes it will rise Mamish in the middle. What, what determines that? What time of the year it is. Right? So we're, the, the, the Medrash over here is going to speak a little bit about that at length.
Um, basically, this is half, the, from let's say the middle t- towards the north, that half is half of a year, and from the middle towards the south is the other half, is the other half of the year. Right? <coughs> so the, the north half, let's call it, is what's called Tkufas Nisan and Tkufas Tammuz. Right? Spring and summer. The south half of the year is Tkufas Tisha and Tkufas Tevis, which is autumn and the winter. Okay. Chazal tell us, let's go right there. Chazal tell us, There's three hundred and sixty-three windows that the sun comes out with and goes into on the east side. Three hundred and sixty-six windows. Chazal tell us that when the sun comes up in the morning, the sun every day will go to a different window. And there's multiple windows that kill. I mean, this is not a physical thing, obviously, but there's multiple windows lined up next to each other, going across this whole, across this whole line, right? And what you have is Tishim ve'echad bekeren dreimis, Tishim ve'echad bekeren sfinis. There's 91 on the on let's say the south side, and 91 on the north side. Ba'cholayin echad be'emtza u'shmai cholayin noiga. And there's one window in the middle, which is called Chaloy Noiga. These different, some of the windows that we're going to have, have names, but most of them don't have names. One of those windows is called Noiga. Venus. So, some of the names, more specifically Noiga and Shabsai, are going to be names that we also recognize from the names of the planets. I don't know if these names of the windows have to do with the names of the planets. I haven't seen anyone make that connection. But Chazal tells us that the, the sun will come out every day through a, shining through a different window. Right? We say this in davening. We said it this morning. Hopefully we said it this morning. We say, The God who opens every day, the door of the gates of the east, and he breaks the windows of the heavens. He, bring, he takes the sun from its place, he brings out the sun from its place, etc. And this is what we say on Shabbos by the tefillah of Yetzirah. But, so, so the, 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 that's the windows. And the, the, the manager over here is going to speak by Rikos about these mm-hmm. windows thing. The Tkuvah's Tishrei, Oh, there's another thing I wanted. I, I found it interesting. I didn't really have a chance to write down Chaval. I didn't write down the Mar Mekaymis about it. But we said the Hashem is Peseach Dalsois Shar Peseach B'Chol Yom Dalsois Sharei Mizrach. The doors of the gates of the east. We say that's one hand, and on the other hand we say Ubaikach Halini Rakian. He opens. He breaks open the windows of the of the heavens. So what are Dalsois Sharei Mizrach? As opposed to Chalene Rakia. What's the, the door? There's like a door and then there's also a window. So I looked in the Mufarshim, I didn't write this down, so I don't remember exactly who says what, but in different Talmidim of the Rakach and different Talmidim of the Rakach, they say it differently that there's a door and also there's, there's also a window. Exactly, you have to know what this means in a Kabbalistic level, whatever. But there's a door and a window, and somehow there's that, that divides, the, let's say, the sun from us. And some of the Farshim say the door is closer to us and the window is closer to where that where the sun is otherwise. And some say no, the the door is closer to where the sun is and the window is closer to us. Like which one which way does it which which one does it go through first to come out? Okay, whatever. There's like a there's a door and a window. That, that's the point. Which one is which is the Shiloshilo. Okay, what does the matter say? But Right, so so it's so again we said that there's there's ninety one Windows from the on, on the north side on, on the north half of of, the, of this line and there's 91 windows on the south half of this line that again we're going on the east side because we're talking about the sun coming out. From the beginning of Tkufas Tishrei, which is the beginning of autumn. Right? So the sun starts coming up from Chaloin Noiga, which we said is one of these middle windows, and it goes 
it goes southwards. Each day it's going to go more and more south until it gets to Shabsai, a, a window called Shabsai, which is all, which is the southernmost window on 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 the east horizon, right? So so Wait, this is the south. This is the south. And this is the north. This is the south, and this is the north. Yeah. Okay. Because you're facing when you face eastwards. So north is on your left. I'm, I'm, I'm always used to thinking of it as, as this way, where the south wing over here. Yeah, yeah, Anachanami. That's you have to know when did map makers change from making north, um, from making east on top to making north on top. That's something that you have to do research and try to figure out when it happened. Because it used to be that maps had east on top, and now we all look at it as north on top. Okay, whatever. But the point is, so as Kufas Tishrei happens from the beginning of the fall. Right, and you go deeper, deeper into the winter, so the sun is going to be rising every day closer to the south until it reaches the southernmost window, which is called Shabsai. And the Radal points out that in the other, in the Saidi Razi and in the Sefer Kana, the name of that southernmost window is actually Bilga. Its name is Bilga, not Shabsai, but it's called Bilga. And the Radal, the Radal points out also that Bilga is the name of one of the 24 Mishmarais Kuhuna, one of the 24 groups of Kohanic families that did the Avodah in the base of Megdash. And the Gemara in the end of Masechah Sukkah says that the, the Mishmar of Bilga, um, the rabbis decided to punish them, and they, they had each Mishmar in the base of Megdash had their own service window. Chazal decided to punish the Mishmar of Bilga, and they closed the window of Bilga. So you have like that language of the window of Bilga over there in the Gemara and then you have it over here as well the window of Bilga what did they do exactly you, you might be familiar there was a lady from from Bil, from the family of Bilga who ended up marrying a, a guy a, a Yavani a, a Greek guy and then afterwards when when the, when the Hashbonaim got rid of the Greeks you know it's like that they, they cleaned it up but that was like a and, and she she made some comments against the Besamikdash and whatever against the what, what do they do to what no, so would they? So because of that, the whole the whole family of Bilga was punished. And then the Gemara says maybe the, the other reason why they punished Bilga is because one time they were supposed to work in the Beis and they came late, so they got punished. This is the last few lines of Masechus Sukkot. Okay, so that's Tkuvas Tishrei, but Tkuvas Teves in the winter. So it's. So, so that, this was Tishrei. Chaloin Tkufas Teves starts from the southernmost, from the southernmost um, possible sunrise, and goes. The the sun's going to come, start rising closer and closer to the north, through the, the through the winter until it gets to the one of the middle windows, which is called Taluma. Shabai Ha'ar From there the light comes out. Shinema Vesaluma Yaitzi Ar. And Taluma is gonna give out or the word Taluma is the Lushan of like Halama, something hidden, something that it means like something hidden. Yeah. So now we're back to the middle. Right? Now once we hit the middle, but Kufas Nisan Kufas Nisan is gonna start from so Tkufas Nisan is gonna start from Taluma. From Tkuvas Nisan, which is what we called before the equinox, the day that it's going to be day and night are going to be equal. So from that day throughout the spring, every day the sun is going to be rising closer and closer to the north until it gets to the northernmost point of sunrise. Which is called Chaloin Naaman. Right? Naaman is the name of a character in Tanakh who was the general of the Ar- of, of Aram. He ended up recognizing Hashem through miracles of Elisha, etc. Um, I don't know if this Naaman, the Chaloin Naaman, has anything to do with that guy Naaman. It could be just a name. I don't, I don't know exactly. I haven't seen anyone who speaks about it again. But Kuvas, okay, so now we're, all, we're at the northernmost point. Right, and now we're at the end of the spring, so it's the beginning of the summer. Betkuvas Tammuz, right, the summer solstice, the beginning of the the, the, the summer tkufa. Maschel Machalei Naman, it begins 
from Chaloy Naman, the, the northernmost um, window. And it goes, and it, 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 the sun will rise consecutively closer and closer to the south until it gets to Chaloy Cheder, which is again in the middle. Right, because now we're gonna get we're getting back to 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 Kufa's Tishrei. Right at the end of of after Tammuz is Tishrei. Shabai ruach sufa because from there a strong wind comes out. Shnamer says the pasuk means hacheder tovay sufa memizorim kara from the cheder, which we're homiletically interpreting as the chaloin that's known as cheder. So sufa comes out, and sufa is a strong wind. Umemizorim kara, and from something called zor mizorim. Um, cold comes out. We'll have to see exactly what that means in, in a few moments. But that's the um, the seder of where exactly on the north-south axis is the sun going to be rising from the east. Yeah. What are you going to say? Um, the di- four different names for these windows, and yet. At two times in the equinoxes, Hori could say it's the same window. Yeah. yeah it doesn't. Any yeah, so reason why so if you so if you that's if you're following, so the middle window or the middle windows have there's three names for middle windows. There's Noiga, Taluma and Cheder. Why is it where's Noga? Noga was the first one. The Tkufa's Tishrei Maschim Mecholim Noiga. The first one. Shmo Achalom Noga. So, but there can only be four. What? There can only be four. However, there are five. No, because there's there's two on the sides. Yeah. And then there's three in the middle. Yeah. Why? But but Lachora, some of these three in the middle Lachora are are actually all the same, are all the same one, just different names, something like that. I don't know exactly how it works. So the truth is that the sun is going to the, the the sun is going to get to the same place twice a year. Yes. Right. It's yes. going it, to on its cold. way there, yeah. and then yeah. on its way back. But it, they're, but they're different. Slight differences. They're different names. Right. There's different, different names. Different qualities. Different. Let's say. Yeah. Let's go, say that's it like why that. Different names. Because there, it, here it gets here uh, on its way that yeah. to to the yeah. south, yeah. and then here and it's getting the there on the way to the north. Colder. Right. And then on the way to the north. It's just going to keep getting hotter. Right. Okay. So, again, so you have these, there's, let's say, 91 and 91. There's 91 and 91, which is 182. 182 windows. 182 windows that the sun will come out from. And I guess they'll hit each one twice a year. And corresponding to those 182 windows that the sun comes out from, the 108, there's 182 windows on the west side that the sun will go into when it sets. It says, And the Shekhinah is always on the west. What does that mean, the Shekhinah is always on the west? So it's a Gemara in Meseches Bava Basra, in the second parak. Which happens to be, I have a Kabbalah from my Rebbe, of my Yeshiv Moldave or Shlita, in the name of Rabbi Aaron Cutler. Uh, the second parak of Bava Basra, Layakbar, is the hardest parak in Shas. But he wasn't talking about this Gemara, I don't think. But that, the, the Gemara over there says that the Shekhinah is, is always in the West. And Brachat says it's always in the East or, or East West. So, we find so many examples of this. We find there are, there are examples of it. Right? Of yeah, the Shekhinah is always in the, in, in the West. It's kind of brachos and east and west, and that's why no, so Tosfos says you should have relations east west. You should have it. It's a form. Yeah, there, there, there's a gemara that says that. But the point, the but really, what brachos. we hold is that the shechina is everywhere. So the, the the gemara was saying over there that you should daven towards the west. The Ramam and Marinavuchim talks about this also, and the Meiri over there in in in, in, in Baba Basra also says this. The, the, the context is really talking about which way should you face when you daven, and it's t- saying you should daven to the west. And the Gemara and the Rambam sort of is masbid a little bit more. It says that Avramovin was the first one to daven to the west, because all the Goyim in his time they worshipped the sun, and the sun rises in the east, so they would worship facing towards the east. So Avramovin Dafka 
face the West to show that no, the sun isn't really God. Really, Hashem is God. Then that's why I'm davening Tafka the other way, right? But we, but we hold that that doesn't really mean that the, the Shekhinah is really in the West as opposed to anywhere else. So because of that, we paskin, what way do you face when you daven? There's another Gemara, Gemara in Brachas that says that you should face towards the base of Mikdash. So that's how we paskin. But there is an opinion that says you should always daven towards the West. Okay. That's a Gemara in Baba Basra. Um... Now, that's an interesting point, right? So then the sun sets. So then the, the sun is setting at the end of the day, right? Where does the sun go when it sets? So the Medrash says, The sun, as it's setting in the west, it goes and it bows in front of Hashem. And the sun says in front of Hashem, Master of the universes, I have done all that you have commanded me. Right, the sun goes and bows to Hashem and says, like, you know, I did what I did what you want me to do, right? And the Marzu, which again we said that the Marzu on this prokim are really written by the father of the Maril Tiskin. So the Marzu points out that according to our view of of the world, we say Vayera Vayipiker, right? Night comes before day. So at the end of the day is a completion of a twenty-four hour what we call day. Right? So then at the end of that 24 hour period, when the day is ending, daylight is ending, right? So then the sun goes and says to Hashem, oh, I, I did my job for these 24 hours. I did, you know, we worked it out. And then the next day is a, is a new story. Right? That's, a, that's how he explains it. That like, it's the end of a 24 hour period because the day is ending, because the day comes after the night. The Radal points out a very interesting idea. What, what's the Lashon? What does the sun say when it, to Hashem it says, it says, it says in front of Hashem, I did everything that you commanded me. <clears throat> now, those words, are, are, it's a Pasuk. It's a Pasuk in Parshish Kisavoy, when it's talking about Vidoy Maestras. Right? I believe the third year of the of the, of the Maestras cycle, of the seven-year Shemitah cycle, you're supposed, maybe in the third year and also in the sixth year, I think. Yeah? I don't remember. There's something called Vida Maestras where you go in front of the Kayin and you admit the fact that you gave your Maestras and you properly observed the agricultural laws. Right? So one of, the, one, of the, one of the expressions that, the, that you say in front of the Kayin in the Parsha of Vida Maestras, the Pasuk says you're supposed to say, I did all that you have commanded me. Right? And Rashi says over there, and Rashi is really quoting a Mishnah, Mesachas Maestras Sheni in Perak Hey. It wasn't mean asisi kachol asher tzivisoni. Rashi says somachti v'simachti boyacherim. I used the meiser sheni. I ate meiser sheni properly, and and I used it to make myself happy, and I used it to make other people happy as well. Right. So this expression of asisi kachol asher tzivisoni is an expression of doing something, doing it with happiness, and doing it out of happiness. So the Radal says that <coughs> the sun. At the end of the day, when it goes in his mishtachva in front of Hashem and it says that it declares that it did everything that Hashem commanded it to do, is is relaying its simcha in doing the rotsun of Hashem. So the sun is a happy. So that, it's a happy sun. Happy chap. Happy chappy. Uh, that's why a smiling face is like a sun. Smiling face, ah. <laughs> maybe. And the Radal. These are happy. Yeah. The the Radal. I'm depressed actually, Japanese. Japanese? He said happy jappy. Happy jappy. Oh, you didn't mean uh, jappy. My father used to say happy chappy. I you said know. during Japanese. World War II they called the Japanese the Japs. No, this is chappy with a C-H. Oh, chappy, C-H. like Charlie uh, Chaplin. Like, uh, ah, Charlie Chaplin. They said the Hitler looked like Cha- Chaplin, no? That's what they said. How was the style back then, no? <laughs> so there, so there are doll finds a remnant. The big fan. There are doll find who your father? Oh. So when he spoke, he looked exactly like him. He, he, he had very theoretical. Yeah. Theatrical. Yeah. In the movie. pictures, he looks very good. Like he goes like this, and like that. So the the Radal finds remnants to this in in what we say in davening. By on chakras, by on Shabbos, we say, "Smechim b'tzeisam v'sosim b'vayim." About the sun and the moon, smechim b'tzeisam. They're happy when they come out. V'sosim b'vayim, and they're happy when they're going in. And by the Birkus Levana, which but we like I heard you saying this morning, the Kol Ram, that one's a very nice voice. And and in this, we weren't zeicher to say this tonight, but Beretz Hashem, if the if no, the uh, you didn't see it, you saw the moon tonight. Before 
Arvit. Yeah. Afterwards, nobody was like nobody was doing it, so I just sort of didn't do it. Really, uh, we didn't see it. We didn't see the moon. I know. Okay, maybe there's lots of clouds, but before I reviewed, when I was walking there, so, there it was. So in Kiddush Levana, maybe after the shir, we'll go out and see if there's a moon. Mm-hmm. So the lashon we say. the moon. Wow. The lashon we say in, in Bikkur Levana is sasi musmechim laaser setzayim kainam. Right, they're happy to do what Hashem wants. I will see also at the end of the prayer that the, that the, the, the son is like a chassan, Yosef's kigibor. He's happy like a like a, like a warrior. Right? So the, the, there's an Indian that the, the sun and moon are happy to do what Hashem wants them to do in in the, in the keeping up to the the solar maraches and the lunar maraches of the world. Fine. Let's go. Let's go further. Okay. So, so we said there's 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 91 windows. Let's say on the east side there's 91 windows to the left, 91 windows to the right, right? And then there's again 91 and 91 on the on the west side when the sun goes down. So what's 91 times three? 364. Not Three hundred and I don't know. Three hundred and sixty-four. Mm, okay. Three hundred and sixty-four. Ninety-one plus ninety-one. Ninety-one. Oh, four. Yeah, four. Ninety-one times four. I'm sorry. Ninety-one times four is three hundred and sixty-four. Right. That's a little bit problematic because we said that there's three hundred and sixty-six windows. Right. So what? Wasn't Noga special? I don't know. I don't know. Sixty-six, and that's too many. And then we said sixty-three. Too many. Right. Then we said sixty-three for something else, didn't we? So, a so, so we're saying that there's 182 on the west east side and 182 on the west side. When we opened the, the story of the Medrash, we said there's 183 on the east and 183 on the west. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's a shtickle stira. But the answer is that even though we're saying 91 and 91, it's not really it's not completely accurate because the truth is that after the, the, the how we said last week, what is the exact amount of astro- what's the exact astronomical time of the four seasons so we said last week that the four seasons are 91 days and seven and a half hours yeah so really each season is more than 91 days it's 91 days and seven and a half hours right uh, now after after a, 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 after a, a whole year you're going to get an extra day. Those seven and a half hours are going to add up to an extra day. Because right? seven times four is... 28. 28. So that's more than 24 hours. So you're going to be more than a whole day. Right? So the, the, the truth is, and I, I think I understand this a little bit better now. We said last week that sometimes you'll have a season which is actually 92 days. So, so that's how you have to understand it. That somewhere in, the, in, in, in this whole system that we described before, of 91, and 91 uh, of each season being 91, one of them is going to be 92. So now, so we have to add it, so that adds another window, right? So we said there's 364 plus 1, now you have 365, right? But we said that there's an even amount on the east and an even amount on the west. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, an even, there's an even amount on the east and west, on the north and south spectrum. Uh, what's it called? Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, on the north and south uh, axis. So how does that work? So so the truth is like this. The Radal brings a medrash, uh, a Gemara Yerushalmi, Mitzvahos Rosh Hashanah, Perik Beis Halacha Dalit, as well as the medrash Shmais Rabba and Parshas Bai, where the medrash says and the Yerushalmi say that it's 182 and 182. 182 east and 182 west, which comes to a total of 364. So they understood that we're going to ignore the half parts of the day. We're going to just go with the fact that every season is not exactly 91 days. Even though it's not exactly 91 days, it's, it's more than 91 days, because it's 91 days and 7.5 hours. But like the, 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 those two sources are sort of forgetting about that. But we're not forgetting about that. So we're going to add an extra day to compensate for the partial days of each season. The partial hours of each season, which at the end of the year is going to be a whole day. You think the time always comes back? Yeah. Interesting. I, never thought of that. I mean, the winter, the days are shorter, and the nights are longest, and the summers are the reverse. Always, uh, right. 
So Hashem always prays back in the day of the night. Sort of. But now we're up to 365, but it's still not, it still doesn't explain the marriage because we said 183 and 183, that's 366. So what are you so, doing in Nibiru? So, so what, Zagin? So Ibrahim we'll has no shaykhs because Ibrahim has to do with the lunar calendar. We're not talking about the lunar no, calendar, we're talking about, about the solar year. Uh, yeah. So what do you do with. Still a question. <clears throat> From January no. to January. He said a leap year is an extra day. And the the leap year that that they add in the secular calendar the okay. extra day that's actually what we were just talking about right now okay fine. that they so add it once every four years like, yeah part of. fine the what's the, so Andrew says 183 and 183 which comes to a total of 366 right so we we explained it we have 91 times 4 is 364, right? Plus the extra day because cause it's not really 91, it's 91 with a few hours. So you, that, so you get to 365. Now we're going to have to add one more because we're still trying to get to 366. So what's that one more window that we haven't discussed yet? It says the Medrash. There's one window in the exact mm-hmm. middle of the, of the, of, of the sky. And that one window is called Mizorim. That's its name. And that window is only used, it's a special, special window. It's only used once every 28 years when the sun is going to come out on a Wednesday at the beginning of the day, which we, we spoke about last week, how that's only once every 28 years. That's when we say Birkas Hama, right? So when that happens, that the sun is coming out on a Wednesday in the beginning of the day, that Tukufas I'm sorry, that Tukufas Nisan is coming out on a Wednesday at the beginning of the day, which is once every 28 years, it goes through a special window, not through the regular middle window, but a special window, and that window is called Mizarim. I have a big question. I don't know. Well, I just realized, we're saying that this is an anniversary of the creation of the sun. Yeah. When it first came out. Yeah. But we, we, we hold like Rabbi Eliezer. Yes. Tammuz. No. Not Nisan. No, we hold like Rabbi Eliezer. Tammuz the creation of the world. And was in, uh, not Tammuz, was in Tishrei. No, we hold like Rabbi, we, first of all, we, we hold like Rabbi Shua. The Benisan Nivra Elam. Name. Yeah. Okay, in the Ramban, the book that I'm reading, the Ramban, he's going and everybody that is quoting is all going like Rabbi Eliezer. In Parshish Nayach? Yeah. Okay. In regards to how to calculate the, the year, we pass in like Rabbi Yeshua. In regard to Agadatas and other Kabbalistic type things, we, we go like Rabbi Yezer. Okay. So like, in certain ways we say, oh, Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of the year, Hashem created the world in Rosh Hashanah. That's only the few Rabbi Yezer. But we don't really pass in like Rabbi Yezer. We pass in like Rabbi Yeshua. That Hashem created the world by in Nisan. In Nisan, in general, whenever there's Malchikas, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Shua, we always pass on like Rabbi Shua. Because Rabbi Shua is from Beis Hillel, and Rabbi Eliezer is from Beis Shammai. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. So we said that there's this window that's only used once Rabbi every... Rabbi Eliezer was from Beis Shammai? We spoke about this, at the Mamish, in the beginning of the... Of yeah, we're only here in... in we're only here in Kaya right? Forgot. Two what years later, yeah. You no, know, because we, we said that even though he learned by Rabbi Yemen and Zakai, who was a yeah. Talmud of Beis Hillel, but he also learned by Beishamai either afterwards or something like that. Huh. Gemara says, Rabbi Eliezer Shamutihi. We don't yeah, pass him yeah. like him because he's Shamuti, which one of the explanations of Shamuti is that he's a Shamainik. Okay. Okay, so we said that there's this window that we only use once every, that Hashem only uses once every 28 years. The sun goes out through that. That's called Mizarim. And that's the passage in Eov that we quoted before. Minacheder Tovay Sufa. From Cheder, Sufa comes out, meaning the strong wind. It comes out from this Chaldon called Cheder. Mm-hmm. And from Mizorim, the window of Mizorim comes cold, Kara. Right? So you see that there's a, a window called Mizorim. Now, the Radal says that, the, the Radal brings that the Gemara in Bava in, the, the, the Bav Basra says something else. From Mizorim, Kara is referring to not this extra window that we're trying to account for, but rather Mizorim Kara is referring to the northern wind, because the northern wind brings brings cold, right? 
And that's what it means, Mizorim Kara. From Mizorim, which is, the, I say, the name of the northern wind, Kara comes cold. So how are we here? We're saying that the Mizorim is some sort of window in the middle of the sky. Kara, cold, is usually associated with something in the north more. Right? The Arctic zone or whatever is, is, is in the north. Where can we say that Mizorim is in the middle? The Radal leaves it basically as a Tzarechian. Okay. Ah, there's one piece I, I, didn't, I didn't mention. The the when we said that the, when the sun comes down, when the sun goes down, so it it bows in front of Hashem and says like, "Oh, I did everything you wanted," right? So the 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 morale in the, the Gemara above Abbas over there in Chafheim and Beis, the morale. So what do you mean the sun bows down? The sun doesn't bow down. Where do you see the sun bowing down in front of Hashem? So he says that no, when the sun goes down, when it sets, it's sort of it's sort of showing its subservience and say like you know I, until here I was ruling the, during the day and now I don't rule. I don't. I'm not the complete ruler of everything. I go down. I show that I'm showing my subservience to Hashem. Just like when a person bows, it's like the mile of a person. Let's say over an animal is that a person stands straight up. You know, animals are on all four, right? So when a person takes his what we call koima, his 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 height, and he bends his height. He's showing that he's bent. His his will is being bent, and that he's subservient to something higher than himself. Right? So when we bow in front of Hashem, when we bow in front of someone we respect, we're trying to show that like we're not all that. We're 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 subservient to somebody else as well. That's more or less what the Maral over there says. Okay, so until now, basically, we were speaking about the sun coming up. In the morning on the east side, and now we're going to talk about the sun going down on the west side. So now we're going to talk basically the converse. At night, in the west side, the sun in the Tkufas Tishrei and Tevis, meaning in the winter, in the autumn and in the winter, it goes down to the it, it, it sets in the closer to the southern side of the north-south axis of the west, and it goes down into the Karen Dramus, the southern corner, Ulamemei Ukyanus, and into the um, Atlantic Ocean. It 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 goes it, it, it what's it called? It sinks. Between the corner of the heaven and the corner of the earth, whatever that means, and whatever it means that it goes into the Atlantic Ocean, and because the night is long and the path that the sun has to travel is very long, until it goes to the window in the east, to the window that it's going to come out from the next morning, right? Like let's say you have this is the sun. I mean this is a, this is our our point of view, right? So the sun will will let, let's say this is east and this is west, right? So the sun comes down in the e in the west, right? And it's gonna go around somehow and then come back up in the east the next morning, right? So in the winter it travels a longer distance, so that's why the night is longer. Balayla and at night, Bamayrev in the west, Hachama betkufas nisam betamos, the the sun in the times of the spring and the summer. Halach basev lekevin tzfainis lemeyukiyanis beikatzes hashem lekbeikatzes aretz. It goes down in the northern part of that north south axis of the west, and it goes down into the Atlantic Ocean, and it goes in between the corner of the Shemaim, the corner of the Arts, whatever exactly that means again. And at that time, in the, in the time between the spring and the summer, the, the, during the spring and the summer, the path that the sun has to go from, go to, to go around back to the east, where it's going to rise from the next morning, is shorter, and that's why the nights are shorter in the summer. Right? I, I, I'm surprised nobody's asking me, what do you mean? The sun doesn't move. We move. How come nobody asked me that? Okay. Okay, what? So, so, how, do we, so how do we answer that? So how do we answer that? So the, the, the Marzu said, basically, that the Medrash is speaking from our point of view. 
From our point of view, it seems as if the sun is rising in the east and settling in the west, but really, in a, from a scientific point of view, we're really the ones moving, not the sun. That's what the Marzu says. Now, that's one way of saying it. The other way of saying it is that no, the Medrash understands the Medrish understands that no, we we're, we the Medrash has uh, what we call a geocentric point of view, uh, uh, um, a ge- uh, geocentric point of view, meaning geo is the earth, centric is in the center, that the earth is in the center and everything moves around it, right? As opposed to what it's called a heliocentric point of view, where the helio, which is the Greek term for the sun, centric, the sun is in the middle, everything goes around that, which is the consensus of the scientific world, right? So you would say, no, maybe our marriage holds a geocentric point of view and not a heliocentric point of view. So it could be that the Medrash does hold that, even though that's not the consensus of the scientific world. It could be that our Medrash is, does, doesn't agree with what the scientific world accepts, more or less accepts fact. But the truth is that even though people believe in heliocentrism, it's not as pushed as it's made out to be. Albert Einstein, in his famous um, theory, theory, theory of relativity and other things that are derived from the theory of relativity, basically argues that you can't tell what's moving and what's staying stagnant unless you're outside of the whole system. So really, for all we know, it's true. The Earth is the one that's stagnant and everything else is moving around us. It would have to mean that things are moving very fast, but... It could be that they're the ones that are moving and we're the ones that are staying still. You'll never be able to know that unless you can look from, as a third party from outside. But there's no way to look from outside. You would have to be outside of the created universe in order to see what's moving. Oh, Galileo is rolling over in his grave. Einstein upslugged him, whatever that means. Yeah. Einstein, I mean, Galileo discovered this 400, 500 years ago from just observations that it's a heliocentric. Right, but Einstein and, and, didn't accept his. Uh, and and until then, Copernicus's idea of geocentrism was what was dominant. And Einstein didn't accept this. Not that he, I don't know if he didn't accept it, but I think he said that it's not muhach. It's not you can't scientifically prove it. Why? He's a Jew. He's a Jew. So, cause, cause because the Medrash holds geocentrism, yeah. so he wouldn't be allowed to discuss the Medrash. Yeah. So it's not so posh it. There was a Yid in, in Muncie a few years back named Bloch. I, I don't know his first name. His name was Bloch. And he put... You know him? No, it's a common Jewish name, Bloch. Okay, so he's like an anical of the, the Telzer Blochs. So he's that one I heard of. So he, he put out a whole safer, a whole country, trying to argue that like, that like Yiddishkeit holds of geocentrism and heliocentrism is apicursus or whatever. So he's sort of taking us back into the Renaissance. But... Okay, I, I don't know. Did it, anybody accept his views? I don't know. He brings different proofs to uh, different different sources that seem to suggest that his idea is true. Or but and again, if we we're going to go with the idea of the Ramchal and the Maral, that we're not really talking about from a physical perspective, Bchal, we're talking about from a kabbalistic perspective. So we're just talking about a kabbalistic perspective. It doesn't have to actually fit into what we're trying, what we think the reality is. What's the Ramchal's take on this? I don't know. I don't know if the Ramam talks about it, Bukhal. Uh, I mean, Hukas Akedash Akedash doesn't deal with this. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm not a Bucky in the Ramam to know exactly what the Ramam says. But I would assume... Me, it's one big I would assume the Ramam holds of, of heliocentrism, uh, of genocentrism, just because that was the accepted he fact in his He bases himself on Greek uh, philosophers a lot of Right. Time. I'm saying Copernicus... Yeah. No, the Rambam. I know. Also, so does the Ramban. Yeah, he, he also... He holds a lot of the Greek philosophers. Just that he, he says, and the he Greeks, tries to, and he says Aristotle we believe this and this and this, and we believe this. But he tries to make itself based on a, uh, how the Greeks, did, what they did according to the Torah, right? At the Firin Shlimik, no? The Rambam more so than the Ramban, but the Ramban also. Does Ramban, it I didn't see the Rambam. Yeah, but where's the Rambam? Of course, the Ha Yivanim Omrim. Yeah. Many times, like he'll say it out. Okay, let's go right there. Now we're going to take a pasuk in Sefer Kohelis, and we're going to we're going to expound on it exegetically and show how it's talking about what we're talking about over here in the parak. The pasuk says, "Haylechel doraim v'seve v'eltzafain 
Sevev, Sevev, Halech, Haruach, Ve'alsevesov, Shav, Haruach. Let's translate it. Halech, Eldaraim, Ve'sevev, Eltsafayin. It goes to the south and it turns around the, to the north. Sevev, Sevev, Halech, Haruach. Around and around the wind goes. Ve'alsevesov, Shav, Haruach. And to its roundness, the Ruach returns. So what's that talking about over here? It says in the matter, Shinamar, the Pazik says, It goes to the south and it turns around to the north. It tur- goes to the south. That's the reference, Bitkufas Tishrei. Tevis. That's a reference to the sun rising in the in the uh, autumn and in the winter, where it's progressively going closer towards the south and then coming from the south. So the sun rises in the southern quadrant of uh, the southern southeastern quadrant of the sky. and it turns to the north. That's referring to the spring and the summer, where the sun. Is going towards is is rising closer and closer to the north, and then is rising away from the north, but still staying in the northeastern quadrant of the of the sky. So that's the first the first two clauses in that pasuk. The Radal points out that the Gemara interprets this pasuk differently. The Gemara says, that's during the day. that's during the night. But our Medrash says it differently. Fine. it. So it goes around, it goes around. It goes around, goes around. It's talking about six months on, on, the, on the, southern, the, the, the southern half and six months in the northern half. The same thing that we were talking about till now. To the, to the window that's in the east, the, the Ruach comes. That's talking about at the night. When the when this when the sun goes down, then it comes back to a window in the east side the next morning from which it's going to rise. That's Menrish's interpretation of that pasuk. You know, there, there's an, there's an interesting point that the Radal makes over here, and this is sort of going to be our point of departure for an interesting discussion. It says el It goes to the south and it turn it. it, it it, it, what, how, how would you say it in English? It, it circulars, it's, it encircles to the north. So why, by when we, when we talk about this going to the south, it says goes, and when we talk about the north, it says it's circle, it encircles. What, what's the difference? But the way we said it, it's sort of even, it's equal. So like what, why, why are we using different terminologies? So the Radal says because Chazal tell us the ko at the point edna el yamin. Like when you, in the, the, there's a lock on the base of Mikdash that when you want to make a turn, you're supposed to turn towards the right. And when you go, when you go to the, let's say you have to go to to the corners of the Mizbeach, right? So you always turn towards the, you always make a right turn. You always have to make a right turn. So if you want to get, if, if, if the ramp to get up to the Mizbeach is, is over here, right? And you want to get to this corner, what do you do? You make a right, another right, another right, another right, and then you get to this corner. You can't you just simply make a left and get there. Right? You're always supposed to go towards the go towards the right. If there's a fork in the road. Go to the right. Right. Take right. It. What? If there's a fork in the road, take it. Take it. Yogi Berra? I don't know. Yogi Berra, yeah. Yeah. Mind clear. You're joking, right? That no. was a Yogi Berra? It was Yogi Berra, yeah. He was giving Joe Gary Giola directions to his house. Did you explain all this point to me? What? This last point. Well, one second. I'm going to explain it. it. Yeah, in, in so, Montclair, New Jersey. So, because, because when you go to the right, that's the Iker way that you're supposed to be going. So, we use the lesson of Heilech El Doraim. Because facing eastwards, then <coughs> north is on your left. If you're facing and east, so where you're standing, then I have to figure this out. I'm always thinking in my mind that the north is like... Oh. Right. When you face eastwards, so north is on your left. I see over here, yeah. And Dara, and south is on your right. Well, that's why Yaakov called Ben Yamin because he's Ben Yamin. Right? Yeah, Ben Yamin, which is, the, 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 which is oh, which is the right because he was south of Haran. The Marshall like, used that Asia is like the head, Africa is like the right arm, and, and Europe is like the left arm. Then, yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna resort to that, but yeah. 
So basically, you, because the, the south is on the right, so we use the Lashon of Heilich, of going, because that's the Iker way of going, you're supposed to go to the right, so it's the Heilich El Doraim. And when you go to the left, it's Saivev El Tzafoin, because, you know, as, as I said, that when you want to go to the left side on, of the Mizbeach, right, the you don't go is. straight to the left, you turn, you make a bunch of right, you make four rights, and then you get to the left. Right, that's counterclockwise. Like one, two, three, three rights, whatever. It's counterclockwise, then. Yeah. Because, oh, is that? No, that is clockwise. That's no? clockwise. Oh, it's clockwise. That's where the sun goes. No, 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 no. Clockwise no. is right. No, you're right. No, what? No. Clockwise is going right. You, well, clockwise you is going right. Like this. Yeah. yeah, it's going right, right all the time. Right, right. So the clockwise is going, it starts in the east, and then it goes to the south, and then it goes to the west, and then it goes to the north, and then it goes back to the east, right? Ah, uh, clock, yeah, 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 clockwise is right, yeah. So it's always going to the right. You, yeah. It's always going, not the other way. So that's why it's called Soivevelt Safain, because you're, you're, you're making a Sivuv to get to the left. Because it's not the Ikka way of going. It's an interesting part that the Radal points out. But, and I saw, early, I saw earlier tonight another Gishmaka Vart that has to do with this Pasuk. It's already, it's a Shtikl Drush, but it's a very interesting idea. This is from the Chavetz Chaim Alatayra, in Parshish Truma. The Chavetz Haim Al-Tarim Parshish Truma explains this Pasuk um, in, a, in a different way. Haylech al This is appropriate because we just started not of Kislev. So we have the Hanukkah coming up in a few weeks. So we can speak a little bit about Hanukkah, right? We know that when you, when, when you have it, when you're in, in the Beit HaMikdash or in the Mishkan, right? So there's, there were two Kalim that were in front of the Kredish HaKadoshim. There was the Shulchan and the Menorah, right? And the Shulchan and the Menorah were both across from each other. The Gemara says that the Shulchan was on the north side, on your left, because if you're facing east, on your left was the Shulchan, and the Menorah was on your right side, on the south side, right, facing, facing the Kodesh HaGadoshim. Right? So the Gemara says, how do you remember which one's on which side? How do you remember if the, if the Shulchan is on the right side or the, uh, is, is on the north side or the left side? Or how do you remember if the Menorah is on the left side or the right side? Of the north and south, right? So the Gemara says, you, I'll tell you a trick to remember that the Menorah is on the south side. Gemara says, A person who wants to become smart should go to the south. That, that's what the Gemara funny, says. That's the the Europeans are smarter than Africans. <laughs> the Gemara says the trick to remember is that if you want to be smart, you go to the south. Because the Menorah... I always see the opposite. And even Israel itself, the northern people are smarter than the southern people usually. So what does it mean north and south? So the Gemara says like, so it says like this. The Menorah is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a, the, the, the concept of the Menorah no, no, signifies... I'm not arguing. Go ahead. A second. If you want to be smart, you go to the south where everyone is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Menorah the symbolizes... Even in America, like that the northerners are usually smarter than the southerners. And in, in India itself, the northern Indians are a little more sacred than the southern Indians. The, and in Europe, the northern Europeans are smarter than the southern Europeans are. I know every place in the world that's like that. You, North you, Africa you know, you know what I say? People that make stereotypes about other people, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, but this is facts. 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 <laughs> okay. It, it, North Americans are smarter than South Americans. I don't know. Uh, you have to give them an IQ but test. Uh, Cuba people are smarter than America, uh, than uh, New Yorkers? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't know if you can... Quant- how do you, first of all, how do you quantify intelligence? That's the first question. That, that's then 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 we can start discussing but, but, by the but decisions that they make in life. Yeah. The Africans are running for they didn't change since like the ancient days. They're running around you know naked shooting arrows at each other. Whereas the Europeans built up cities and, and factories and and, and, and uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's obvious who's smarter than who. Okay, maybe the point is like this: the the Menorah is on the uh, is on the south side, on the right side, because the Menorah. Okay, so it's gonna. I'm we, just showing we, you yeah, so the menorah, the menorah is something that's miramis to chokhmah. Menorah, the seven branches of the menorah represent the seven branches of wisdom in the in the world. Whatever the menorah has to do with chokhmah, right? It says it like this: Haretz Shiakim Yajim. A person who wants to become smart, you go to the to the to the south, <coughs> to the right side. Yes, that's what it means. al Doraim. A person should be going towards the, to the towards the south. Haylech. That's where you should be going to. This is what the Chavaz Chaim says. Soivev al Tzafoin. But Lamaisa, Soivev, you have to like sort of take a detour and go to the, le- go to the left. Go to the, to the side of the physical, 
of the of the physical parnasa, uh, the shulchan, right? Where the shulchan is in the north side, you have to you have to you have to take a detour and, and get yourself involved in those issues in order to survive in this world, right? But once you start taking that detour, you get too involved in the detour, and then you keep detouring and detouring and then your ruach, a person's spirit, his neshama leaves, and that's when he dies. Right, so it ends up that instead of going towards the Chachma on the, on, 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 the, on the right side, on the, in the Durham, or Menara, he ends up going to the left, to, to getting involved in the Shulchan, getting involved in, in, in Parnasa and all these other things, and he gets too busy with that. And then because of the fact that you were Saivev, you were too involved in the North Sub, Shav Haruach. The Ruach, the Neshama is going to come back. The person is going to have to come back again in the Gilgul in order to get his Tikkun of what he was supposed to do in this world. That's the word of the Chavetz Chaim in a nutshell. Okay, let's try to press Vaiter and we can finish the parak. Hachaba says the Manish, the sun, Shalish Eisah Shalshem Ksuvim Beliboy. Three letters of the name of Hashem are written on the sun, which the Radal says are Yud and Hey and Vav. Those are the th- first three letters of Hashem's name. They're, they're written on the sun. Which the Ratal says that it means that like just like we find there's a marriage that says that a malach, an angel, has written on its on its chest, there's like some sort of tablet written on its chest with the name of Hashem, sort of to, ta- to teach us that the malach doesn't do anything on its own, it's sort of subservient to Hashem, so, or that the malach, is sus- its, its main sustenance, its energies come directly from Hashem, so to the sun is the same thing, it's not an independent force, it's something that's dependent on Hashem. The other girsa is aliboy, not ksumim aliboy, etc. Vahamalachim manhigim and the angels they lead the sun. How many angels lead the sun? So there's a tesisim in Chul and Dafmem that brings the name of the medrash that there's twelve angels that lead the sun. The Radal brings another medrash and the Yalkut Shemayin and Kehelas that says that there's eight angels that lead the sun, four from in front and four from behind. But the Radal says that maybe you can change the girsa over here instead of reading it Vahamalochim Manhigimaisai, read it as Vhes Malochim Manhigimaisai and eight angels lead it. Right? And there's a medrash that says that there's eight angels, so he wants to make this this medrash work with that medrash and say that there's eight angels that lead that lead the sun. Those angels that lead the sun during the day are not the same angels that lead the sun at night. And those angels that lead it at night are not the same angels that lead it during the day. It's different angels. The sun rises in a chariot. This is a popular, um, a popular way of depicting the sun, not only in our sources, but in, in all ancient cultures. When they draw the sun, the sun is drawn like as, like a, as like a god in a chariot. You find it in Egyptian cultures, the, what's it called? The, the I forgot what it's called. The, the, the Egyptians have this, like, I think it's called funerary texts, where they have a whole story about the sun riding in a chariot the whole night, and then it comes back out in the morning. This idea of the sun riding in a chariot is something that was accepted even by the Avdei of Now the thing is that they worship the sun. We don't worship the sun. We're just saying exactly how the sun works, or some sort of symbolism of how the sun, how Hashem works through the sun, but not that you worship the sun. The Radal brings a pasuk in Sefer Malachim, which discusses Yoshiyahu Hamelach, Josiah destroying Avodah in his time, and one of the things it says that he destroyed was the chariots of the sun. Which the Mufarshim, not just the Radal over here, but also there's a Sefer from Menashe ben Israel called the Conciliator. It was originally written in Latin and then translated into English. So that's why the name of the Sefer is Conciliator. So he also writes this, that the ancient idolaters... Uh, even the, the worshippers of the Baal, which the Baal has to do with the sun, they would depict the sun as riding in a chariot. So when Yeshio Hamelech destroyed the uh, the Zara, he destroyed those images of the of the sun riding in a chariot. and the sun would come out crowned like a chosan. and happy like a warrior. He is like a chosan. Going out from his chuppah, like a happy, like a warrior to run through the path. And Chazal tells us in Perak Shira that this Perak of Tehillim that we that we quoted this pasuk from, Tehillim Perak Yutes, is actually the Perak of Tehillim that the sun says. 
What does the Shemesh say? That's the Pasuk of the sun in Perak Shira. And then we see a few Pesukim later that the sun is like a Chosun. Because it has like this, it has this crown. The Radal has an interesting side thing over here. We say later on in Perak Tazayin that a Chosun is like a king. So he asks, how come we don't say that just like a chassan has a crown, so just like a king has a crown, a chassan also has a crown. So Radal says, because there's a Gemara in the Sechaz Gitan that says that after the destruction of the Beis they made a Xerah that a chassan is not allowed to wear a special crown. What about a Kala? A Kala wears a tiara sometimes. It's a Rechian, it's a struggle. Says Merish HaChamo, Karnoisa, Vufonov, Hamabitas, Labatov, Oretz, Shalesh. The sun... Its rays and its face, when they look towards the bottom of the of the of the earth, are made of fire. And the sun and its face, it, the rays and its face, when it looks up, are sh- are, are of of uh, are of barad of of ice of snow of uh, hail. So, that's, so that's, this, this is sort of saying that like the southern half of the world gets the the, the northern half of the world gets. Uh, Snow and the southern half of the world gets fire from the sun. If it wasn't for the fact that there was also some sort of cold koyach coming from the sun, so that it would it would uh, that w- that sort of ex- dis- extinguishes the koyach of the fire that's coming from the sun. If it wasn't for that coldness, the world would be burnt up in the fire of the sun, as the puzzler says. Nobody can be hidden from his anger. And chama is always, uh, anger is always an allusion to like fire. Like a person's anger, a cast is, is something that's like a fire. And in the winter, the sun switches up, it goes upside down. And the, the, the upper part becomes the lower part, and the lower part becomes the upper part. And if it wasn't for the fact that the fire would heat up the cold part of the sun, no one would be able to last because of the, the, the extreme coldness coming out of the sun. Right, so so that's why you need the heat of the sun to counterbalance the coldness. The pasuk also says about the sun that who can stand in front of the coldness of the sun. And these are some of the ways of of the sun. Okay, the, the marzu over here says what what should be obvious to all of us that we're not talking about a physical reality because we don't know anything of some cold power coming out of the sun. We only know about the, about the heat coming out of the sun. But what it means is that there's a heat and then there's also a lack of heat. That's what it means. Where where the sun faces, there's heat, and where the sun doesn't face, there isn't heat. And the Medrash ends off with a line that says that these are some of the things that have to do with the sun. And now we have finished Perak Vav, Be'ez Hashem, Perak Zayin, which we'll hopefully start next week, is going to be all about the moon. And a lot of the things we're going to see in the next Perak sort of mirror what we said in this Perak about the sun, and we're going to talk about it, about the moon. Next Perak is a little bit harder, but we should hopefully be able to do it in two weeks. And uh, thank you for coming. Harder than this? Yeah. Oh, yeah.